Dan. Daniel. It's me and you. <laughs> it is. Chris is sick, so he says. And here is my question to start off this show. Okay. How can you post at Chris Gate at ChrisGatesFitness.com at ChrisGatesFitness on all of the social media platforms? You bench pressing and doing squats and doing all this crazy stuff, but then you can't do the podcast. <laughs> I need I need an explanation and I need to know what's going through your head when you see this guy in the best shape of his life all day and then podcast I'm I'm too weak to do it but I'm not weak enough to bench press a thousand pounds (laughs) Matt certainly certainly draws a little skepticism right right you'd think this would be a little bit of an easier task especially physically this isn't as tolling yeah it's maybe what he's posting throughout the week because he's the report was that we got from Tom Rinaldi late this afternoon was Chris Gates has been sick for a week. A yeah. week. So this is long-term injured reserve sickness. And, uh, but the pump keeps on pumping and that's what we saw, but here we are just me and you at the table. So I think we need an explanation here. I don't know what's going on. So is like, you know, it's Chris pre-recording a lot of the stuff that he does, you know? And so is he really not mm-hmm. working out that much? Is Chris Gates Which, fitness a fraud? Is that that's a whole other breaking news story because there might be a backload backlog of content there for reasons like this and mm-hmm. ooh is that getting the people what they want in real time? I don't know, mm. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I didn't think that Chris was an Anna Delvey type, but now I'm starting <laughs> to think that he's a fraud and he's about to get his own Netflix documentary. How much money you taking from people, Chris? Right. <laughs> Bench pressing is always better, Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. A lot of questions. We got more questions than answers right now. That's all we can say. We do. He'll have have a chance to uh, explain himself next week on the brunch breakdown. But until then, start asking questions. (laughs) Start asking questions. (laughs) <laughs> what's up it's dd out here in los angeles dan is in pittsburgh chris is sick get well chris and it's the brunch breakdown and today on the show we're gonna be talking wardrobe malfunctions hand-me-downs um <laughs> an interesting backpack that i would have wanted 15 years ago for sure okay <laughs> music and a ton more. I can't wait to get into everything with you, Dan, on this great NFL championship Sunday. Let everybody know where they can find the brunch breakdown. I absolutely will, my friend. I think this is approximately episode 130 of round two of the brunch breakdown. So whether this is your first 130th or somewhere in between, welcome to the brunch breakdown. You can find us anywhere. Podcasts are available on the internet. Just simply search brunch breakdown we're talking all the major names small guys everybody in between as well search brunch breakdown new episodes each and every wednesday somebody some form of hosts combination will be here for you each and every (laughs) wednesday make sure you're hitting follow or subscribe wherever you choose to listen let those episodes come to you first thing wednesday morning 
Didi just mentioned this backpack that we're going to be talking about today. You're going to need to see a visual. We're going to try to explain it as well as we can because this is a podcast after all. However, full video episodes also available on our YouTube page and our Facebook page, both premiering at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific every Wednesday as well. And of course, you can catch up on those on demand any other time you want on both of those channels. And of course, we're everywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok. Again, just at Brunch Breakdown. Follow us. We follow you back. Thank you for the support this week. We've been getting a lot of buzz on our social media. You guys love the clips. Thank you for that. And of course, last but not least, we give you a playlist of what we're listening to at the end of the show each and every week. We put that into what we call the Sounds of Brunch update at on Spotify, exclusively on Spotify every Friday. Simply search Sounds of Brunch. Yeah, man. And yeah, big shouts to everybody watching the clips. It's um, not every day do you log on and see you're uh, <laughs> like you're up 135 percent. That's not something that yeah. you normally see. Um, not so, normal. <laughs> yeah. So shouts to everybody who's uh, checking out the brunch breakdown in whatever form that you check it out in. So that's cool. All right. Well, sure. it's time to get random topics off our chest. Dan, I am going to get started this week. Something I want to say, a lot of things happening in the world this week. um, And I know everyone's, I know either you saw it or you heard about what happened in Memphis. And, but there's something that I want to say about um, the discourse with people when it comes to a lot of issues that affect a lot of younger people, like basically millennials, Gen Zs, people who are our age and younger. I need you guys to... Think about what you're saying to older people. And listen, I am the person who constantly says, I hate old people, can't stand old people. (laughs) But there's something about the discourse right now when it comes to a lot of issues where it's like you are turning people away from whatever you want by shutting them down because they don't use the right verbiage that we use now. Think more about the intent of what someone is saying Instead of just the word that they use that automatically turns you off. Because there are a lot of people in their 60s and 70s and whatever who have been fighting for civil rights and gay rights and all these things for years. And just because they say one word wrong that we don't say today doesn't mean they're not fighting with you. And you should just make sure you check the intent before you decide that this person's awful and this person can help you. Because if you are somebody who's in your 60s, you're probably just like either thinking, hey, I'm going to be out in the streets fighting or you're going to be like, it's real easy for me to just to retire and, you know, go hang out in Palm Springs and not care about anything anymore. So that's why I really think that these people, you need to just, you need to look at the intent. Because there are a lot of people out there that are just being assholes and that's fine. And they're being assholes, but you got to make sure you're not turning people away who actually want to help. So there you go. Had to get that off my chest. I like that. That's good talk there, brother. Yeah, you don't hear that often enough uh, for sure that, yeah, especially that separation in age. Yeah. I, I think people don't understand right. A lot of just the, the communication barriers that there are between those and people just stick to what they want to hear and know and don't really consider well i haven't been on this planet for as long maybe yeah. maybe there's still the same message in there somewhere um boy you, you kind of triggered me to maybe make a left turn i have a whole topic to talk about here and i don't know if i want to do it anymore it's up to you um, do it 
Dude, do whatever oh, you yeah. want, Dan. It's the brunch breakdown. And if you don't, the other, the other, the other, the left turns a little. It's a little more risque. It's not risque, but it's a little. It's a little spicier. It's a little spicier, and I'm kind of borrowing it from somebody. What the hell? Um, <laughs> we'll use Only the other one once. for next week. We'll use right. the other one for next week. Um, I heard this from somebody on a local Pittsburgh radio station this week, and it it actually kind of fits somewhere in the same topic, maybe not topic, but like meaning behind what you're saying in your chess segment, which is what kind of just triggered me here. Um, we talked about DeMar Hamlin over the past couple of weeks on this program, and it's been a news story all over the globe. And if you paid any attention to it over the past, this, this past week, there was a lot of discussion on the internet that, there was a conspiracy theory that DeMar Hamlin had actually died. This is not a joke that he'd actually died and that everywhere he's been quote unquote seen, whether that be at the Buffalo home game last week in the snowy stands, or he's had a hood up over or something like that, that he's somehow some had some sort of cover and it may, they, they were, the story out there was that he had died and this was his brother covering it up. They're covering this up. The family was behind it. The NFL's behind it. The Buffalo Bills are behind it. That's very clearly not true. It's It was never even close to true. Not true. He posted a video of himself. Like, give the guy a freaking minute or two to go through relaxing recovery as you need to before you ask him to do an interview to prove that he's alive. Here's here's like the point of this. There's this point in society that we've hit where as things are happening, good example, we're we're we talked about this a couple months ago actually. We're watching Entourage back right now. Oh god. A show that was made uh, made 20 plus years ago, right? And some of the things that they say are large yikes, large capital underline yikes. In today's society, <laughs> 20 years ago, nobody thought twice about anything that they were saying. And it's becoming more and more present that some words you should say, some words you shouldn't say. We're all learning through this at the same time. You mentioned like the older generation, that they have a harder time because they've been using certain words, phrases, whatever, for a longer time. But some people, some words we got to be able to stick to. And if you are one of those people that thought DeMar Hamlin was actually dead and this was a conspiracy theory, you're a loony. You're a nut. Those words still apply to you, okay? We don't have to cancel anytime anybody uses a word like that. Like, some people are just crazy. They just are, right? Now, there's I understand the line in society nowadays, but people like that, you can't just throw flags up and say, hey, you can't call me this, you can't call me that. Because sometimes straight up, that's what you are. And I heard that on the radio this week, and I'm like, you know what? I can't argue with that because it's actually disgusting what people thought was true and were saying and spewing on the internet. And sometimes you just got to call crazy when you see it. And so I had to shed a little light on that because it is. You got to be more and more careful about what you say and, and for a good reason, right? A very good reason. We're learning a lot. But sometimes... A nut job's a nut job. And that's yeah. just who they are. One hundred percent. Yeah. Sometimes a nut job is just a nut job, and that's just what it is. So I one hundred percent 
agree with you on that. But yeah, I saw that and it was just like, this is what, and we talked about this the week after, um, the week that, you know, the DeMar Hamlin basically died on the field and came back to life. When Mm -hmm. we talked about that, I just remember saying like, the reason why this came up is because no one had anything to say bad about him. So they have to say, they have to find something ridiculous. And one main problem with this too, is that like, there are like 10 people who maybe said this and then it turns into everybody saying it. And that's one thing that I really wish that like we were smart enough to do and just to be like, that tweet came from like 10 people two days ago. And somebody picked it up, started talking about it. Then another podcast talked about it. Then all of a sudden, all these, like, you know, people are trying to defend it. So then the more conversation and then you just have people who are just mm-hmm. on the Internet, honestly, not even really spreading it. They're just they're just bored. So they're just like, hey, I mean, hey, they kept showing him in the field in Buffalo. And like, you didn't really see his face. It was just in the snow. You only saw the snow right. coming down. So was that him? I don't know. I'm like, guys. It's just dumb. But they had nothing bad to say about the guy. So you had to make something up to make it seem like it was something crazy, you know? Great point. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> <sighs> Loonies. That's never going away, unfortunately. I don't think that's nope. ever going away. But no. You know, we that's will, just what it is. We will always have loonies. Always. Yeah. <laughs> damn right. And guess what? We'll also have beer. We will always have beer, goddammit. And it's always. now brews day and i've got one that i am gonna try on the air right now also big shouts to uh the homie tyler uh for telling us or at least telling me for sure i didn't i don't know but like it's icy light iced tea is that what that was yeah yes i I, i've only seen what he shared with us like my eyes my eyes are glued for it my eyes are glued for it that's a that's a bruise day live taste test in oh, yeah. the making. So oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Icy light iced tea. I am. I can't wait. All right. Can't well, wait. here's one that I've had, but it is one that I haven't had. So same thing. We're taco truck, dust bowl brewing company. They have the taco truck lager. And this is the taco truck lime lager, which I'm sure is going to taste better because anything that has to do with mix. Ah, first one. Wow. Yeah. Oh boy. I saw that thing. This is why I, this is why I opened the cans before we go on air. This very reason right First here. time. I knew it was going to happen <laughs> at some point in these <laughs> years, and it finally happened. Yep. There it is. God This is why it. you watch the video, people. <laughs> Man. Ah, crap. <laughs> uh, all right. So if for some reason the brunch breaks down, I guess uh, shorts out. <laughs> Yeah, we know shouts why. to Dust Bowl Brewing. <laughs> <laughs> you owe me a laptop. <laughs> anyway, oh brother, yeah, it tastes exactly like I thought it was going to. Like, because honestly, what do you do with a Mexican cerveza? You put lime in it. Honestly, it's what you all yeah. do. And this just has lime in it right now, and it just tastes awesome. So, and this is really good. Four point seven. That's how you like your Mexican lagers to be so you can crush a couple of them while you're eating tacos or whatever the hell you're eating. And um, yeah, easy drinking Mexican style lager brewed with lime and a hint of salt. I mean, I will say with the lime, it does kind of taste like you're drinking like a margarita beer though. Like it tastes like beer. Oh, 
Like, it's not like we're going into seltzer land. No, this tastes yeah. like beer, but it like, because the salt. So I don't know how you brew with salt. How do you brew with salt, Dan? I need to know because it. I taste it in here. This is really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, you can brew with salt, man. It's been mm. Pink Himalayan sea salt, mm. especially, is a popular one mm. to brew with, but. This is good. Winner there, even though it's all over your laptop and your desk, it's yep, uh, yep. whatever you have remaining is still yep. worth it. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. Well, while I clean this up, Dan, tell me what you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. So I had a lot of great beers recently. I actually don't have this here with me live, but I needed to, I needed to talk about it uh, because it was that good. And actually, for Anybody that knows me well enough knows that I'm a big fan of Untapped. I've been checking in beer there for a long time. You give it a rating, a description, blah, 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 blah. And so I had been vastly approaching beer number 1,000, and I wanted beer number 1,000 to be special. And so I've had a couple of beers over the last couple of weeks that they've been fine. But ladies and gentlemen, this past weekend, I checked in beer number 1,000 because it was that good. I found this special beer and I'm just, I just want to talk about, it. I wish I had it here with me here today, but shouts to Southern tier. The French toast ale is Get out. a remarkable liquid beverage. It is so damn good. And it was an honor for me to check that in as beer number 1000 on my personal untapped page. Uh, we're talking caramel malts, maple syrup, vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg. They've got the milk sugar in there that gives it a little bit of the creaminess. It is an ale, so it still drinks pretty smooth, but it is packed full of flavor. I mean, just so, so good. Um, it, it, it literally is French toast in a glass, and it's brunch in a glass. It's made for the brunch breakdown. Just the right amount of, amount of sweet. It's smooth. You get every bit of those flavors, man. It is just, it's so good. I got to get my hands on these so I can have this again live on the air because they bottle this bad boy. It's that good. I gave it a 4.5 out of the five ratings, and I've probably only given maybe, I can probably count on my fingers how many beers I've given a four or five or above out of a thousand. This joined the club at number. 1000 the french toast strong ale from southern tier a toast to you a wonderful wonderful beer made for the brunch breakdown nice and um just the sides because chris isn't here so it's just us two so we have a little bit of time to fill uh you and shannon have been out and about in 2023 And I got to tell you, and I mean, it's different drinks all the time. And I'm just like, listen, I listen. It's not like I it's not like me and my wife do not go out and have. But the thing is, I have to drink what I know. I, mm. I, I'm not really trying anything different. Like, so it's like Manhattan for me here. It's like this beer for me here or this wine for mm-hmm. me here, because I know that like I have three kids to come home to regardless how much fun I'm having in the <laughs> at, at night. So it's like, I got to drink the things that I know. So I know how I'm going to feel in the morning. Right. But damn it, man, I'm jealous of all the drinks I'm seeing. Do you have a favorites of any of the different ones that you guys have been rocking with lately? That's a great question. Yeah, we've been doing a lot of cocktails lately, mm-hmm. actually, because, you know, the end of 2022, it was, you know, we were heavy into stout season. It was great right through Christmas, right through New Year's. 
Uh, but we've been dipping the toe a little bit more cocktail heavy lately. Now I did have a Pacifico on draft on Friday <laughs> on draft. Okay. Okay. I was like, hell yeah, Pittsburgh, let's go. Yes. So that was exciting for me to discover that. Um, but yeah, we've been, we've been getting to different places, trying some different things. Uh, boy, that's a good question. You know what? I had a sage whiskey sour last weekend mm. and it was literally the best whiskey sour I've had in my life by like miles, miles. Mm. It was that good. I can't wait to go back to a place called Emerson's in market square in Pittsburgh, the sage whiskey sour. You're like reading it. And you're like, is this going to work? How's this going to taste? Unreal. By far my favorite cocktail, alcoholic mm. beverage, any of that of 2023 so far. It's been fun. Nice. Nice. Because I saw like Shannon had some like Sazerac thing going on. And like, that's one of my favorite words is Sazerac. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, no, I've been seeing it. I was like, no, Dan needs to talk about all these cocktails on, on the brunch breakdown. So <laughs> I needed to I needed to hear about at least one of them. For sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when Chris doesn't come, it's Dan's cocktail corner. Always be ready. <laughs> Always be I love ready. it. Always I'll be, be ready. ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, cheers. Bruce Day. Cheers. Cheers. All right. There's water right now, you know. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk about one of the big uh, pop culture news stories this week. Harry Styles. He uh, came back to the L.A. Forum to finish out his residency because he got sick in November. So the last two shows in L.A. he's making up. He made up this week. And, of course, a lot of celebrities were there. Bad Bunny and Jennifer Aniston, his childhood crush. And while singing music from a sushi restaurant, Harry's pants split wide open. (laughs) (laughs) Split wide open. In front oh. of his childhood crush. And I, did you see the video? Because it's hilarious. I'm like, wh- mm-hmm. were those pants already ripped? And he thought he <laughs> could get through it? Because the way that they open up is not just like a regular pants rip. It's just like. No. Like. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, what were you? What were those being held together by? Yeah. It was just. And just. for <laughs> Then to open up that way. It did look a little strange. It did look a little strange. Like that's probably high expensive fashion up there for it to just. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like there's nothing that guy's right. wearing that is cheap. And I'm like, did he like, did he rip his expensive pants? And then like, someone was like, listen, I got these ones from H and M. I don't know. They, they might be a size <laughs> too small. Can you get through it, Harry? I don't, I don't know. Like, cause just the way they open, it just seems like they were already ripped. So, you know, yeah. Hilarious shit. <laughs> yeah. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But that leads me to the question. Um, have you ever had or have you seen a wardrobe malfunction in your everyday life? Oh. So initially, when you brought this question to my attention, I'm thinking like, yeah, like a concert, something like that. But everyday life. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's a whole different subject. Um, I'll have to think. There's probably a time or two, but the first one that came to mind, uh, you were there and it was a concert. And when we think of the phrase wardrobe malfunction, I think we think of something falling off, okay. right? Or falling apart, mm-hmm. a la Janet Jackson, Harry Styles. Um, 2017, Coachella. Lady Gaga had one hell of a time trying to get a sweatshirt off. 
if you remember. And it's like the neck hole just wouldn't let go. <laughs> and she got stuck. She got stuck in her sweatshirt. And I'm sure you can find videos of it on the internet. But that's immediately what I thought of is that watching Lady Gaga struggle to get this people trying to get this sweatshirt off of her and just the neck was just like not having it. Like, no, we're, we're hanging on for dear life. And it was extremely funny uh, and part of an interesting, incredible performance she was putting on. I completely forgot about that. I completely. <laughs> for, oh, my God. But I'm like, because it was this cropped, like, you know, hoodie thing. And she's just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Big struggle. Big struggle. Man. <laughs> She's headlining Coachella. And then there she is. They're doing an amazing job as you were somebody yeah. who like because because at that time, because she filled in for Beyonce, who was pregnant at the time. And right. Yeah. And like Lady Gaga had no album coming out. She had like nothing going on. It was just like, all right, I'll put the show together. And you know, Lady Gaga's mm-hmm. got hits and it was awesome. But yeah, that is one thing that definitely will be taken <laughs> away from that show. Um one time I had a wardrobe malfunction. What? Oh. <laughs> um, my shoe ripped at um what the hell is that bar called in um Oakland with the garage the gar- was it called the garage door? But it had a garage door. Anyways, in Oakland. Yeah. And my shoe ripped because I bought these really cheap like HM shoes. This was like 2010. Oh, Wasn't exactly balling back then. And <laughs> my shoe just like i felt the bottom of it just rip so i'm there trying the whole time not to move because i knew that like if i (laughs) if i took the wrong step and we're talking like you know college bar not exactly the greatest thing to have so i knew once i got out of my seat i was going to like step in something wet or i was going to i don't know someone drinks still in your shoe and my foot is going to be completely soaked um yeah. that didn't happen but what did happen was rain because pittsburgh's mini seattle and oh. my foot was soaking wet <laughs> like and embarrassed so think about this like your shoe ripped your shoe ripped and you're in the rain walking with a girl you like and you're like embarrassed like i've oh. never felt more embarrassed in my life i was like oh my god i literally went <laughs> I went to my car, got other shoes, and I was literally just like in that like five minute walk to my car. I was like, I, I was like reevaluating my life. I was like, I need to <laughs> figure life out, and like I can't be doing my life like this anymore. Like this is terrible. I was like, what is going on? But yeah, that is that was my big wardrobe malfunction. I know Chris Ooh. ripped his pants at your uh, rehearsal. I know that. That's happened. right. Yeah, that happened, yes. and he didn't tell anyone until after. Right? But yeah, until after. <laughs> That's right. He did. Oh man, I forgot about that one. Oh yeah. Um. Wow. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one that I've had. I think the worst one was. I think I was at a friend's house, and I had like a Kurt Angle shirt on, and we were being doing st- who knows whatever stupid stuff, and it got caught in a uh, a handle from from foosball. And so oh. we're like literally running around the foosball <laughs> table for some reason, and it gets caught and just goes like rip. And it was a big, massive rip. <laughs> and I was devastated, but also like had to hang out at a friend's ha- night, oh. a friend's house for the rest of the night, like with like half a crop top almost. Like it was just open sesame right there. Not good. 
not good at all. That one, that one hurt. That one hurt. Luckily, I was able to. I had to buy the same shirt. I could still buy it because that's my man, Kurt Angle. But <laughs> that was that was devastating in the moment. A little bit like, okay, what am I? What do I do here? What do I do here? You know, this is a side. Where why are foosball handles so hard? They can literally like take your hip off. I feel like they can. They can. If, you hit, if you just like have me walking, you're like stand by, and there's a foosball table there. You're not really paying attention. All of a sudden, bam! You oh. hit. Like I did it at the barber shop two weeks ago. I was like, "Why is this so? Why <laughs> are they so hard? It makes no sense for them to, for the handles to be that tough. Like there's no giving them. It doesn't matter if it's not a kid's all. foosball table or if it's a real foosball table. It's like whoa, like they're crazy hard. Why? That's a that's a good that's a good observation. I don't know. I don't know like, whoever's making those things that a crazy tight, you know, tough steel. They're just, something. they're getting yeah, no given those at all. And it wasn't letting go of my shirt. It would not <laughs> let go. It was like the, yeah, it was like Lady Gaga's sweatshirt. Like, nope, nope. Staying with me. Staying <laughs> with me. But I mean, what's the worst thing to, in public? Are pants, the pants have to be the worst. Down, yeah. Right down the seam. Yeah. Yours was rough. Yours is rough, but. No, but no. When the pants could... go, the night's over. That's it. You can't. Yeah. The pants you go, sit you down. have to go home. Yeah, unless you're sitting down, but you still got to get up to leave. Yeah, yeah. And you could, I mean, I guess you could, like, throw, like, a jacket around your waist. But then you just kind of look like a weirdo. Kind of can't yeah, right. do that. It's not, like, 1991 <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you can't really do that. Um, yeah. At least, like, not for a whole night. But, yeah, dude. Like, I had a, this isn't a wardrobe malfunction, but there was a night where, because I'm thinking of situations where, like, you kind of have to go home. Like, a girl spilled a drink on me at a bar at like nine o'clock. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I <laughs> like I have to go home now. But my friend was in town and he was like, yeah, we can't go home. So like right. I was just wet shirting it for the whole for like Ugh. for a very long That's time a, in that night. And it night. was just like, uh, but I guess that was like a good thing because back in the day. Um, I guess it was a good thing because back in the day, my shirts didn't exactly fit. So it probably didn't affect me as much as what it would affect me now. But like, so maybe that's uh. why it was okay. But like, still, it was just, I, I was like, I have to go home. I was soaked in some girl who, who had no idea. It was one of those situations where you're all just like at the bar for like $1 drinks at nine o'clock and like everybody's leaning in and she comes out and then just like Bam. all over me. But yeah. Yeah. Nice. You've had Tough. a couple there. Yeah. You've had a couple there. I've had a couple. Yeah, that's They're why everybody's just wet. <laughs> current, you know, current fashion is lots of like more and more larger holes in pants in jeans. They're like set up for failure. They're already, <laughs> it won't take much for those to go. The girls that are the ones that's like the hole from, you know, like your upper thigh to your lower yeah. shin, like yeah. full knees, everything out there. Like that's that you, warning to, millennials and gen especially gen, gen zers out there you're wearing baggier clothing look out for foosball tables you're asking you're you're giving it more opportunity to to hook on to something and rip the baggier the clothes now yeah the tighter the clothes the more likely they are to like rip in a situation like harry Styles. so there's a balance out there people just there just is. be conscious of it that's all yeah. we're saying we don't want wardrobe malfunctions they're not good no they're just not good they're not good <laughs> in any situation especially pants don't want to do it all right. Well, let's get into our uh, next topic. Um, hand-me-downs. So a few months ago, uh, you guys were talking about 
refrigerators in your garage and how you yeah. can't buy a new garage fridge. You have to go find another one from someone or wherever. And it made me think of this is like the last thing that you can give is hand-me-downs. You can always give clothes as hand-me-downs. You always be able to do that. But like thinking about giving something to like your kids or giving it something to like, you know, just younger people, whatever, but you're trying to give them something significant. You kind of can't do that anymore. You know, like you can't yeah. because technology moves too fast where like you can't just give somebody like, you know, your old computer or something. No, computers are like basically obsolete every two years. It's like, yep, can't use that anymore. And and I was brought this up because of cars and how cars that was the hand me down. It was like if mm-hmm. your parents owned a car, you got that car when you were 16 and that was the hand me down. Right now, mm-hmm. you don't want to give your kid the car, the hand me down car. Because you want the car with the best technology and all this stuff so you can know where your kid's at at every time of the day, all that stuff. And they have backup cameras and they're not going to wreck and all that stuff. So, like, Mm -hmm. what can we hand out, Dan? Can we hand out anything? That list, it is. It's shorter. I mean, there were things that, like you mentioned, cars, computers used to be able to, um, like TVs, even. Like, I remember going to college, like, a hand-me-down TV in the dorm room for the first time. Yeah. Like nowadays, it's like there's constantly the evolution of apps and smart TVs. That can't happen anymore. Um, speakers. Oh. That used to be a big one. Yeah. Like you, that's a couple of years. Those things expire, basically. Yeah. Trendy with a trend. Um, the one that I thought of, and I, I hope it remains this way, is like tools. Right. Oh. Tools yeah. are one thing that, for the most part, stand the test of time. Now, obviously, there's new inventions and things here and there, but like a hammer is a hammer, a screwdriver is a screwdriver, a nail is a nail, and that is the one thing that I think can actually be handed down and made use of, and not just you know expire within a couple of years just because of technology. So, it's a small list, but tools. Hang on to your tools, people. Hang on to your tools. That's a that's a future hand me down. That's very true because I use a um I use a manual lawnmower like the old like sh- the push lawnmower I use because I don't mm-hmm. have that big I don't have that big of a yard and I just like I I've always liked using that one so I use that and it's like that's the same thing that my dad used in his <laughs> in his yard but I just knew <laughs> it's the same exact thing that was like super old and probably dangerous to use but it's the same right. thing you know what I mean right. it's like if my dad lived closer to me I would have just took I would have taken it I would just taken it with me but yeah mm-hmm. I think tools is a really good one um instruments I was yes. thinking like a saxophone's a saxophone <laughs> You yeah, know, they're not. They're like, not adding. They're not adding keys to saxophones. Yeah, it's not it's happening. Like, it's like change it. You know. You know. It's like, it's like clean it. You know. All that stuff. Yep. But like it's you know clarinet, a flute. They're it's all the drums. They're all the same. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just kind of like it's you have the instrument and then it just depends on how good you are to use it. You know, it's all yeah, it's all the same. So I feel like instruments are a good one. Like if you have a piano or your grandma's got a piano. I imagine a lot of people probably want that. So it's like, yeah, that's a, I feel like that's a good hand me down. Yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. I like instruments. That's a good pick there. Um, One that I think probably goes overlooked and undervalued in our current society is cookbooks. And I mean like our 
grandparents and their parents' cookbooks, like the old school cookbooks, everything's online nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. You can get uh, a recipe from a Food Network star. They post it on there. Like you can get the best recipes, whatever. But like, obviously that wasn't a thing back in the day. And somehow we all, everybody always talks about their grandparents cooking is the best. Well, that's because it freaking is. And they put it in cookbooks <laughs> and supposed to hand that down to you. And I don't think, I think people just, I'm afraid those are going to go away yeah. because everything's online. They can dig it, figure it out, whatever. They can watch a video, but like those old cookbooks, man, from like that go way back before your parents' time and everything like that. I feel like people should hand those down, hold on to them because there's a lot of that's that's where it all began. That's where it all started. And it's probably still the best the best things out there. Dude, cookbooks is a really good one. I never thought about that because that is true. Because I got to tell you, man, like I don't know how to cook any of the stuff that my aunt made. And like, man, I wish she put that in a cookbook. And yeah. like she, you know, didn't. So um and I know, like, my dad knows the stuff that she does. So, like, he does really good, like, replicas of stuff she does or whatever. But, like, that's because my dad's good at cooking. But for me, who's not, mm -hmm. I need step by step. I, <laughs> I mean, I need step right. by step. And I need to know what happens when you mess it up, how to fix it. I need all the things. So, like, <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that that's that's definitely something. Um, This is an interesting one that I thought of because this actually – this is a tough one, but wine. Oh, if, if you have somebody who is a, you know, is really into wine, maybe has like a mini wine cellar in their house or something like that and has good stuff. I'm like, that is a really cool thing, but you would, but there's so many steps to that. Like somebody mm -hmm. who actually has like, you know, actually preserves wine, actually cares about it you know what i mean and like but that would be something really cool because i hear about that from time to time where it's like someone had this bottle of champagne from blah 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 and it's like they had it in their cellar and they you know gave it to them and they were like it it still tastes amazing and all that so like and i think about wine champagne stuff like that that ages and supposed to age you know whiskey right. is a good one too stuff like that and yeah and i was like that would be that would be cool i i, I want i want a wine cellar really bad but like i'm not at that point but like i really want one and i think it'd be cool to just be like yeah here's this uh, however many ages old bottle of yeah. whatever you know dude that's fascinating because i think so when people get you know older and they have vintage wines they're like they just want to drink it yeah but you could pass on some of those and it could be really, really fascinating and special for people, you know, a lot younger and down the road. Um, Cause they're just like, ah, whatever, we'll drink it. We've been, we're this old. We've made it this far. Interesting one. I like that. Um, you mentioned clothes, which I think is a, it's, it, it does. It makes sense. And especially now more than ever, where like fashion is becoming like quicker it's cyclical, but it's almost like becoming too fast where it <laughs> yeah, it won't look like a hand-me-down at that point. It'll just like, like in, it'll be in fashion because it'll go through an entire cycle. No, dude, so that one makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. That's the problem with clothes, though. It's the clothes is kind of the same as like phones and computers and cars and whatever. Yeah. It's like it, you could go borrow your dad's shirt, but you could also just go get it online for $15. 
Yeah. Back in the day, it was hard. You couldn't do that. It was harder to do. Yeah. But now it's like you just kind of have access to like any and everything and you could just go get it in two seconds. You know what I mean? Because once it's there's true. a trend, it's like all the fast fashion places are like, oh, we, we make it and you can get it three for $15. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you're exactly right. But like in that same sentiment, I think it's weird that music in a way it, it didn't seem possible and we're talking about technology specifically but like the fact that vinyl records have come back and made a huge comeback and so many people there had to be a breaking point i know some people did save them right some people did yeah. save the old ones like thriller it, you know like you hold on to those and but there had to be a point where most people were like this is just out we got past we went through compact you or we went through cassettes then cds and then it just became digitized and it just like what's going to be the use for it but now those have made a comeback i'm not saying cassette discs and cds are going to make a comeback <laughs> but things like vinyl records you just you never know especially from those record-breaking artists you know what i mean if you've got midnights on vinyl from taylor swift hold on to that bad boy people hold on because you just never know in 30 40 50 years what i'm saying is so you just weirdly music in that way but just that if it the medium that it's in if vinyl is going to continue to be around and maybe people will still cherish it years from now i don't know i really don't know if that's possible but i think a lot of people would be surprised to say how much of a comeback it's it's made in this era when it was first happening in all the years that have passed. So that's at least a good one for the next couple of years is, whole, uh, yeah. is vinyl records. The vinyl thing is cool because like, um, I don't know much about the newer vinyl ones that come out and stuff, but like the older ones, they're like books. They're yeah. really cool. It's like, they're so big and there's so much stuff in them. And I'm, I'm sure that like, you know, like people like Taylor and stuff are doing, uh, really cool things with their vinyl or whatnot, but it's it's like merch because music is, you know, it, music is air now. You know, yeah. my, my music is right here. Like that's that's where my music's at. Like wherever I am. So like I feel like the vinyl surge is because like you just want something to hold. You're just like I I want something. It's like I want to show that I am a huge Taylor Swift fan or I'm a huge Drake fan or whatever. And it's like I just I want I want to hold something. And I think that has a lot to do with vinyl. I feel like most of the people buying vinyl don't have, don't even have players. They're just like, you know, or they go buy one of those Crosley players for like however much money and just like, yeah, I have a record player, but they never use it, you know? Yep. But, mm -hmm. but, but I think the, but I think music is a good one. I even think CDs, if you have CDs or cassettes or even like A tracks, like, I know yeah. people on Etsy make tables out of A track tables, which I make out of A track <laughs> tapes, which I think is kind of fun. That's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think music is a good one because it's just kind of like you know, if you, something you can hold and something you can be like, yeah, mm -hmm. like I have this. And the problem with CDs is just all the scratches. It's like, yeah, yeah. it's like you don't That's know if those are even gonna like do anything. Um, yeah, <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but I don't know. It's still cool, and especially the ones with the cool art and all that. So yeah, yeah. That's a good one. It's a good one. But uh, mm -hmm. you got any more? I think I'm good. Hand me I down. wish There's I did. not that many, man. I don't. There's not that many. I'm I'm sitting here looking at a camera that I have. Like I have like a I have like a nice camera, and I'm like I guess if you are 
and I'm not into photography for anything. I just have a camera that I take pictures of my kids with or whatever. But like, you know, I think that would be something if you're into photography, like art, I guess that's something that you could hand down. But yeah, even like Christmas decorations, holiday decorations, trees, like the stuff that that stuff is changing so much, too. You can't do that. That stuff's usually expensive and lasts longer than most humans do. But now it ends up just getting tossed because. The newer, the better, and the newer and the better stuff keeps breaking. So you're just <laughs> recycling those anyways. So, yeah. <laughs> God, hand me downs. Can't wait. But garage fridge, the best hand me down. That's yes. the moral of the story. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's get into brunch court. Dan, what do we got today in brunch court? Yeah, we've got some. Our first brunch court of 2023 was last week, and we are we are firing away <laughs> and ready to go with you again this week. Uh, Didi, you mentioned at the top of the show uh, a backpack that you would have wanted a while ago, uh, <laughs> but this is this is new. This is newer. This is this is what available now. <laughs> you want to explain? You want to try to explain? Maybe you'll do a better job than I would here about since you brought this to brunch court. What are we looking at here? This is from the Franzia tailgate collection. And I'm not joking (laughs) when I say that. That is actually true. They sell Franzia jerseys too, by the way. Um, Wow. Yeah, yeah. The Franzia tailgate collection has a Franzia backpack that has the spout for the wine to come out. So this is an evolution on Slap the Bag because you actually have the bag on your back and you are just... Uh, the life of the college party tailgate, whatever it is, because I don't know what age you I know what age you are that you're not going to be doing this. But I know what age you are that you're going to be doing this. And it's probably under 23 years old. So, um, uh, yeah, this is I mean, I think it's brilliant. I I just do. Franzi, it shouts to you guys. I don't know when they started making this, but like I. You put the whole box, it fits the box of wine. It is the shape of the box of Franzia wine. And you put it on your back and you're the wine keg. <laughs> you are. And that's exactly what it is. It It is shaped like just like a cover over the Franzia box. It looks like a Franzia box. Like exactly. <laughs> it's got the same image on the back. There's no mistaking it. Mm-mm. And it does have the spout. On the side. So it's just got like backpack straps yeah. in the shape of the box. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's phenomenal. Am I buying this now? Certainly not. Maybe I'm <laughs> buying it now and using it as a hand-me-down. You never know. Box Ooh. wine may not, maybe it'll make a comeback. You know mm. what I mean? There's a future in that. But I mean, yeah, as a 21, 22, 23-year-old, if you show up to the party with this, because like you carry the box wine, it's not a fun you know simple thing to carry it's a little awkward bring it in the box but if you come in with the straps and you just got the spout right there i mean at a tailgate are you kidding me someone's just having that there and you're just coming up <laughs> get a little spout right on the side it's kind of genius actually it's kind of genius yeah it's great shouts to franzia this is I mean, for sure shouts to you guys this is amazing and anyone who is in college right now and drinking age, by the way, get this, get yes. this. It's amazing. Yeah, and not that expensive. <laughs> no, not they're not. Expensive. No, you got to get considered. No, all, all things considered, not that expensive. Um, I love it. What a great, what a great find that was. Oh, all right. Next up, 
Let me show you what we're looking at here. Whoa. This is <laughs> Whoa. This is the most Oreo <laughs> Oreo. Say that to you again. The most Oreo Oreo. These are hitting shelves January 30th. So just a few days from when we're recording this. It is the traditional two chocolate Oreo cookies in what they call the most stuff level of cream yet. So you have the double stuff. You had the mega stuff, right? I think there was one even bigger than that. They're calling this the most stuff level of cream. However, it's not just that. The cream is a cookies and cream cream. So it's ground Oreos mixed up in <laughs> the cream between the two chocolate cookies. Hence, the most Oreo, Oreo ever. Daniel Dudley, the floor is yours. Um, The first thing that comes to my mind is... Is Dairy Queen going to make a the most Oreo Oreo blizzard? Oh. Because I need to know how much how much better that's going to taste. I don't I love <laughs> the Oreo blizzard is the goat blizzard for me. It just is. And I need them to do this right away. The most Oreo Oreo sounds amazing. Don't get it. I know I'm, I'm stepping ahead here, but like. Sure, sure. Yeah. But I just think of what Dairy Queen can do with this. Like, the most Oreo Oreo blizzard needs to happen. I love where your mind went with that, because that is that's the perfect tie-in with, like, the cookies and cream, right? Um, I love the packaging. Again, you got to see it. it's kind of this twisted <laughs> black and white with the, with the mega or It shows you very clearly right on the package what you're buying. Um what concerns me is the level of cream stuff in the middle there. Mm -hmm. Double stuff's great. Mega stuff's a little, it's a little much. It's a little too sweet. This concerns me <laughs> if it's the most, if we're taking it up another notch. But the fact that it's a cookies and cream cream makes me like, all right, I'm down. I'm down to try. I need to try. Um, Are they running out of ideas? <laughs> Because you've seen the flavors everywhere, and I love the uniqueness of the flavors of Oreo. I do. Who comes up with this? And I mean, oh. Oh, but also, what took them so long to be like, oh, let's do cookies and cream. Let's do a cookies and cream filling. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, are they running the whole out concept. of concept? <laughs> yeah, it's like, are they running out of ideas, or was this just like the thing they've wanted to do forever? Yeah, right. <laughs> and. Maybe they saw what like another company was doing or something. They were like, wait, well, if they're doing that, then it's time to just break the glass. Let's go. Yeah, right. The most Oreo Oreo. Let's get it. We're not even going to try with the name. We're making it the most Oreo Oreo. And it's the most Oreo Oreo packaging. That's another thing here, too, is that the packaging is going to stand out like on like it's yeah. going to catch your eye and i know it's probably gonna be like an end cap somewhere and it's gonna have crazy you know this weird thing it's got going on there that's kind of sucking you into the oreo yeah <laughs> like it is i want this thing i want it bad i need it that's a great point you're used to that blue oreo packaging this yeah. black and white little dizzy circle thing they got going on here is it's gonna draw people in yeah um we got to try. So we're, I, I think it. we're both on board with this. There is a, I have a, do have a slight level of concern, but it's not enough to make me not want it or try it or anything like that. It's a, it's a got to see it to believe it type of thing. So yeah, most Oreo Oreo look out for it this week. I need it. It's coming at you.
I need it. you soon. All right. I do have one final item in brunch court okay. this week. And I wanted to save it for last because it's either going to be the best thing or the worst thing <laughs> that we've seen on brunch court in quite some time. So <laughs> I'm letting you soak this in because you haven't seen this yet. I have not. And I will explain what it is to the good people at home listening in their in their cars, on the on the road, wherever. Ooh. The Hormel Chili brand, mm. I think a lot of people are familiar with the canned chili, right? Have partnered with Modest Brewing Company out of Minneapolis, Great Beer City, to release the Chili Cheese Brew beer. This is a lager brewed with Pilsner Barley Malt, like you would a regular traditional light style beers, uh, and flaked corn. And then... It's conditioned on Hormel's proprietary chili spice blend and cheddar cheese. Conditioned on Hormel mm-hmm. chili's spice blend and cheddar cheese. Um, the label says it pairs well with recliners, gaming, and late night snack attacks. <laughs> um, I did check this out. Okay. I mentioned Untapped earlier. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did check this out on Untapped. There have been sixty-five check-ins of this beer so far, which is relatively low. Um, but it's averaging a three point nine, which is actually pretty high. Anything over a four, it's a pretty great beer. Mm-hmm. Now, again, it might be skewed just a tad because of the low number of check-ins, but averaging three point nine, and the people are saying it's it t- the flavors are reminiscent of chili, zesty cheesy light and spicy and what a lot of the comments are is like this beer is like really weird and kind of gross but it tastes exactly like what they say it tastes like and if you have it with chili it kind of works so with that i would just love to know what's what's the what what comes to your mind when you see this again this is 100 real what comes to your mind this sounds gross and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for the fact that people are like, I mean, shouts to them for doing what it says, but people saying that it tastes just like what it sounds like, that doesn't help. Do you understand what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah. help. Like, no. I don't want that. I don't want to drink a Hormel chili because it makes me think I'm just drinking the can. Yeah. Yeah. This is bad. No way. This is bad. We can't do this. We can't. We can't do this. And here's the thing. We can't do it. Modest Brewing Company is what appears to be a phenomenal brewery. And so that's probably why it tastes like exactly what it says. Because we've had a lot of these things on here before and then read up and follow up. And it's like, well, it just kind of tastes like that a little bit. The fact that the beer tastes like cheese is alarming. but. This brewery, I don't know if I tip my hat to them or lose a little. I lose some respect for them for this. Um, yeah, this this can't work. This can't happen. We're getting too. We've out Oreoed the Oreo here. It's too much. It's too much. We don't need to go this far. I don't need this on Brews Day. I don't need this on Brunch Court. It's that's just not how beer's supposed to taste. It's not what you're supposed to do there. This is bad news all around. Bad news can't have it no guilty guilty 
big time. <laughs> well, that was Brush Court. Oh, I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. That chili is going to be in my stomach for a while, and I didn't even drink it yet. So, <laughs> boy, oh boy. Well, let's get into what we are listening to. Dan, what are you listening to, man? Uh, first thing up this week, they're back. I'm wearing the jacket, just coincidentally, actually, because hey. it's cold here. But <laughs> over my shoulder, uh, Paris, as Chris calls them, Purvis, they're back. First new music, and actually quite a while. There was some dis- interesting discussions going on with their label and new music and whatnot. But here we are, 2023. We have new Paris. The first single is called Goddess. It's, I mean, it's just a really great song. It's fast-moving. Um, it's the alternative electro pop kind of mix that Paris has become over the last few years, kind of pulling a little bit further away from their like darker alternative rock roots, but it's still fantastic. I can't wait. I know there's a new album on the way later this year, but excited to have Paris back on the playlist with Goddess. Nice. All right. Well, um, since I'm going to Coachella and Dan is not in April, let's go. Let's put some more on here. Burna Boy and Ed Sheeran, I'm going to put on here. I am so excited for Burna Boy's set at Coachella. So let's throw on some Burna Boy. And for my hand, him and Ed Sheeran, I want to throw that song on the playlist. His whole album is uh, super good from that came out in July. And I was so excited to see him on the playlist. That's happening on Friday at Coachella. Burna Boy. Dan. All right, since you're going low, since you're going low, I'll go low back. I'm taking your girl, Macy Peters, uh, Body Better. (laughs) It's a great song. Great uh, I had song. a backup ready, but since you went low, I'm going with it now anyways. Uh, it's the first uh, single off of her new upcoming second uh, album uh, later this year. Unannounced yet, but Body Better, Your Girl, Macy Peters. It's a great song. Check it out. Okay. All right. Great. Listen, great. I love Macy Peters. That's the homie. I love Macy Peters. Mm-hmm. And in a normal week, I would have done that. I would have done that too. Right. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh next I am going to put on Glorilla. Glorilla is one of the most I mean I find her to be awesome female rapper of, of of a bunch of female rappers that are out right now. And she's going to be on Coachella on Sunday. And she just put out a song with Cardi B called Tomorrow 2. And she just put out a new single called uh, On What You On. And I love this song. And I just love everything about Glorilla. So I can't wait for her set. going to be a lot of fun on Sunday at Coachella. Dan, you should come. You should come. Yeah, sure. First of all, I don't know how you got tickets. <laughs> I'll Easy. say that. Oh, do you want to know how? Sure. Would you like to know how? Yeah. The American Express line. I literally did it in two seconds. My wow. Literally, Sersha oh. was getting her teeth cleaned, and I was like, done. Pete, get off the line. You're good. American, wow. American Express line. Easy. Okay. Just like that. Well, yeah. No. No. It's not <laughs> happening. Unfortunately, it's not happening. Um, last up for me, uh, I'm going to throw a couple at you, actually, because... We got news this past week that, and I realize this is a little polarizing for some people, but Brendan Urie, Panic at the Disco, <laughs> has yeah. called it, hanging it up, uh, ready to become a father and really embrace that time in his life. We talked about the last Panic at the Disco album that came out late last year, how it really wasn't great. I don't think that had anything to do with his decision, and I think that 
he probably wanted to do something different, maybe knowing this was this day coming. So he's finishing up. He's, um, it's really a shame that it doesn't seem like it, the United States is going to have a chance to see Panic on tour one more time um, after this announcement came out. But Panic at the Disco, one of the most influential, we'll say bands, but also artists. We all know it, it started as a band and there was some controversy and it became Brendan Urie holding on to that name. Music style has changed over the years. Just fantastic. Uh, again, an inspiration since since high school, and sad to to see it come to such a abrupt close at this point. He's still very young, um, but I have a feeling the when we were young ish festival in twenty, you know, thirty eight <laughs> or something. Panic at the Disco comeback, something like that. There will be. Of a revolution, and I don't think this is the last time we'll ever quite see Panic, Panic the Disco, but at least for quite a while. So I'm going to throw some, not the obvious ones, right? Maybe to fans of Panic at the Disco, but a couple of oldies, goodies, a little deeper tracks. Uh, I'm going to give you, um, but it's better if you do off of the debut album from 2005, uh, A Fever You Can't Sweat Out. I'm going to give you uh, That Green Gentleman off of Pretty Odd their second album in 2008. Um, and then I'll throw a third one on there um, as kind of a tribute to Brendan Urie and the boys, uh, Golden Days, uh, off what I call like a, a near-perfect album, Death of a Bachelor. Um, again, maybe some tracks people don't know as well, so I wanted to do something a little bit different. Shout out and thank you, Panic the Disco. Uh, yeah, shouts to Panic the Disco. I don't buy this one bit. I think that this is just him saying the next music I put out will just be Brendan Urie. Oh, okay. That's what I think. You think so? But he could have done that a long time ago. I know he could have, but he chose not to. And probably for the better, because if he just comes out and says, I'm Brandon Urie, I don't think it, it, I don't think it's as popular right off the bat because some of the songs yeah, that kind yeah. of hit weren't exactly like they were just, you know, it's like you go to it because it's Panic at the Disco. You don't care. You're just right. like, we know Brandon Urie. We know that he is the guy. He's the lead singer. So we're going to go to it. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a mm-hmm. Maroon 5 type thing, right? It's like, yeah. yeah. So, but the thing is, he wasn't at the time as known as Adam Levine is. If there's no more Maroon 5, Adam Levine could put out his own music and it wouldn't matter. And he'd just be like, I'm Adam Levine. I think now... Yeah. Brandon Yuri can be like, I'm I'm just Brandon Yuri. And he mentioned the whole like I had a kid thing. And I'm thinking that maybe it means something to him to just have his his last name out there. And that's my name. Oh, I don't I just okay. when I read the statement, I was like, okay, maybe he's just like, I'm done. Like, I don't want people to think they're getting a panic album anymore. And maybe that yeah. he just wants to do different things or something. I don't, I don't know. It could be. I, it. I can't can't completely write that off, honestly. And like I said, the polarizing in some ways because a lot of people aren't happy that he uses the name Panic at the Disco and how that kind of ended with the the original band and whatnot. Yeah. So maybe it's just him finally closing that chapter. And you're right; he's well known now for his name, who he is as the lead singer of Panic at the Disco. And he has it's it's a one it's a one man show. He's got a touring band with him in the back. If you've ever seen them live in the past, you know five eight years whatever it is so interesting interesting i i hope i hope that that's true 
I do yeah. hope that that's true. I just, I refuse. I just, I couldn't, I just can't believe that he's going to stop making music. Like this is yeah. like, cause he, I feel like he rode the panic of the disco thing for as long as he could. And it's like, this is somebody who's done a bunch of different kinds of music in those right. albums that didn't sound anything like something you would think of panic at the disco. And, mm-hmm. and I think now maybe he's like, no, I just want to do, you know, whatever the hell I want. And I'm gonna be my name. So I don't know. I I, re- I just refuse to believe that it that's it. I just not when someone is still has it's still like you know, he's touring arenas. Like it's got prime. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like arenas. come on. Yeah. And I know he put out and and honestly, him putting out the album that he put out is almost like the album that's like this is the album I always wanted to make. I'm done with this yeah. chapter or something. I don't know. It, yep. That yeah. that would all make sense. That would yeah. all make sense. I hope you're right. So I hope I hope I'm right. I hope I'm right too. I hope I'm right too. I, I really hope I'm right. I hope he didn't retire. That's all, yeah. you know. So I guess that's you know just me being optimistic too. Um, right. All right. Uh, and my last one, uh, Ray Shrimmerd also gonna be at Coachella as, which is kind of funny. Ray Shrimmerd's like the classic act at Coachella. Um, yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, but I'm super excited to see them, and they just put out a new song, uh, "Sucka" or "Some," and it's great. And it's very just race rubbered. And I'm, I'm, I don't know when they're going to drop this album, but they put out like five singles for it over the past like six months. And I like them all. So, you know, race rubbered, suck or sub. Can't wait to see them at Coachella in the desert. Yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I won't do it this again. I here. promise. I won't do it again. I this won't. guy over here. I won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until the week up and I'm getting Snapchats from you. Every hour. Headed to Gobi. Headed to Gobi. Where Listen, are you at? If you want me and if you uh if you want Pete to put add you to the uh to the playlist, we can add you to it. You can put some songs on there if you want. No. No. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna have to like take a vacation that week. You have to I really you am. have no choice. I you... can't be at home. I can't be at home. No. Mm-mm. And I'm gonna like want to watch the street the live stream and I I'm not just I'm just gonna have to like completely remove myself from society. Yeah, man. For just, that weekend. Listen, um, what you should do, what like turn the heat up in your house to like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> watch <laughs> and watch the live stream. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, just awesome. go in a, in a sauna somewhere and just watch the live stream. Yeah, and just, just watch feel the right live stream on your phone <laughs> at LA Fitness. <laughs> Well, oh, that man. is what we are listening to. Make sure you check out the playlist on Spotify updated every time that I get Dan the songs and I'm getting them to him early this week. I am. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm yeah. Busy Chris can't week, make so you look it. bad in this because usually no. he's the one. But now he's starting to make you look bad. And he that, is. You can't have that. <laughs> he is. I can't have that. I can't have that. <laughs> well, Dan, any final thoughts on the brunch breakdown before we get out of here? Um, Hold on to your cookbooks, people. Do it. Hold on to your cookbooks and and loosen up the the collar and your sweatshirts. Just just don't get caught looking for a bright a bright future out there. And there's a time limit on wearing old on wearing cheap shoes. Don't press it. Don't press it. It's a great point. <laughs> it's the brunch breakdown. We're out. <laughs>